For our sermon prayer this morning, I invite you to take out the insert. And let's chant and pray together our verse for this year. Please join me. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Oh, dear God, you have made us for yourself. And our souls are so restless, so restless, until we find our rest in you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. One of my favorite poets is Mary Oliver. And one of my favorite lines from her goes like this. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. Isn't that wonderful? Don't hesitate. Give in to joy. So let me tell you a little story about uh, Jeanette and me and our giving in to joy. It happened earlier this month. And uh, one of you sent us a text and you said, it's not too late to get up to Middle Creek to see the snow geese, as you can see on our bulletin cover today. Well, it was an incredibly busy week. We were just back, or I was just back from Pastor's Week, and Danette and I looked at each other and we said, we have no time for this. But Tuesday, we woke up and the sun was shining so beautifully, and we felt drawn up to Middle Creek as if by a powerful magnet. And so we went late in the afternoon. And we hiked through the woods, and I could hear the chanting-like song of the snow geese. And in that moment, even in the woods, before we could even see them, I felt my soul awakening. And I felt joy rising up, and we just gave into it. And then when we got to the water's edge, you know, those of you who have been there, you know what this is like. Suddenly the noise started rising, rising, rising. And then the whole 100,000 snow geese rose as one and started flying around in this mesmerizing pattern called, do you know what it's called? A murmuration a murmuration. And on our way home, I realized that that whole experience felt soaked with God. The beauty of the golden light, the symbolism of each of those birds making their journey alone, but yet in crowded company, just like us. 
and all of these intimations of eternity and our own migration home to God. And so we went home that night with our souls feeling deeply and richly nourished. As the psalmist says so beautifully today, in the shadow of your wings, O God, I sing for joy. That's how we felt. Psalm 23 today intimately describes our soul's longing for God, which I described feeling in the woods as we approached the lake. The psalmist says, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. Look at all this desire language as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. What incredibly unashamed longing and naked desire for God is expressed here. Isn't that amazing? So tell me, dear friends, would so many folks be leaving the Christian faith Would so many people be vowing never to step into a church if we talked about our faith in that way? No more you're going to hell billboards. No more shouting at people about what they're supposed to believe and think in their heads. But instead, but instead, just quietly sharing about the soul's deep longing for God, for beauty, for love that is common to us all, just deep calling to their deep and their deep calling to ours. And in Isaiah 53 today, we hear the other side of this equation. God's deep longing for us. We're not just longing for God, but God longs for us. We hear God crying out, ho, at the beginning of that reading, which I always love to say is Hebrew for yo, wake up, wake up. Why are you wasting away your lives, frittering them away on things that will never, ever satisfy you? Come to me instead. Turn to me so that you may live. So that you may take hold of the life that's really life. And woven into all of these readings is this steady call to repent. Which, dear friends, I want us to remember has nothing to do with self-hatred, nothing to do with self-loathing, and has everything to do with turning, 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 ever turning our lives more fully toward God. 
What is the Christian life except a whole life, lifetime of recalibrations toward God? I don't know about you, but I've had some big recalibrations in my life. But I think just as important are those little, small recalibrations that we are all called to make in our lives. You know, if I'm standing here and I look that way, help me out, I'm kind of looking toward Mannheim. And if I turn that way, I'll end up in Ephrata. It's just a minor recalibration, but over the course of lifetimes, these turnings, turnings, turnings more fully toward God are incredibly significant. Turning from fear to love. Turning from bitterness. Got any of that you're holding towards someone right now? toward forgiveness, from privilege to justice. Did you happen to notice today that in Isaiah 55, there is no uncertainty about God's willingness to forgive and pardon? And one of us was talking about this before the worship service, and it feels a little scandalous. unless we're on the receiving end. <laughs> the only question is if you and I will turn to God and receive it. That's the question in these passages. And did you also notice that there's absolutely no mention about earning this mercy? No getting out the scales and proving our goodness, proving our worthiness. The only focus is on our receiving from God what we need. That's it. God is apparently too busy loving us to focus on anything else. I have to share with you this wild vision I had this week as I was percolating in this text from Isaiah 55. Do you see what's being offered here? Right in verse 1, the fine wine of God's mercy and pardon. And then we are being offered here the God-intoxicated life. Drinking in deeply this mercy. Drinking in deeply this pardon to live our whole lives in our workplaces, in our schools, and in our neighborhoods under the influence. Under the influence of God's love. Joyfully sharing with others what we have ourselves have received. But maybe you're sitting there and saying, uh, yeah, preacher, <laughs> but what about all the urgency I heard in these passages? Isaiah 55, 6 says, Take the Lord while the Lord still may be found. 
Call upon God while God is still near. The time to turn our lives toward God is today. The time for recalibration is right now. Because our longings for God can get terribly misdirected toward other things, addictions, infidelity, endless consumption. What is being misdirected? What are your God longings that are being misdirected in your life right now and in mine? Because I kept on thinking that all of our misdirected hungers end up wrecking our social fabric. And right now they're wrecking our planet, right? Our endless consumption, our endless growing and growing and growing is wrecking our planet. The way that we choose to live our lives matters more than ever before, perhaps. In our home, right by the easy chair where I write all my sermons in our home study, I have a filing cabinet. And it, on that filing cabinet, we have all of our verses of the year for the last nine years. And my eye was, I know many of you have these on your fridges and other places. My eye was caught to read them the other day. And I suddenly realized that the last three all basically call us to a contemplative turning to God throughout our lives and throughout our days. Did you ever notice the similarity between the three? Maybe you have in your thought, oh, there goes Pastor Todd again on the same theme. Let me just remind you, 2020, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In returning, do you hear it? Turning, turning, slowly turning. 2021, abide in me and bear much fruit. Turn to me and have a fruitful life. And then in 2022, be still and know that I'm God. And friends, in these days when our whole world often feels like it's collapsing, falling apart, this regular turning toward God feels more necessary, more urgent than ever before, doesn't it? It doesn't matter how you turn to God in your life, maybe by lighting a candle, maybe by stopping to take in beauty, going on a walk in the park. Maybe praying as you bike or walk or drive or taking one minute sacred pauses throughout the day. The only thing that matters is that we actually do it. One thing I've been doing this spring is that every time I hear a cardinal, that's my call 
to pause and pray. They've been calling out a lot lately, and so I guess I need it. I get coffee over at Passenger Coffee, and Carl even has a big tattoo of a cardinal. And that's another call for me to pray. Because friends, in these unhinged times, who will be able to resist injustice and evil with brave and fierce love? Who will be able to keep on seeing God's image in every person we meet? Who will still be able to have the mind of Christ? Only those who have been slowly turning, ever turning toward God. So friends, in the coming week, if you suddenly and unexpectedly feel God calling you to pause and to receive, don't hesitate. Give into it. Give into it. Give into it. Amen.